The following audio is from Norris Ferry Community Church. More information about Norris Ferry Community Church is available at norrisferrychurch.org. I'll invite the kids to come up and sit with me now. Do I grab the one on the stand or on the... Which one, this one or that one? All right. All right, guys, come up and join me up here. You can sit on the bench with me. You can sit on the stairs. You can sit on the floor. Come on, Jeff Howard. Come sit with me, Jeff. All right. Y'all just have a seat anywhere you'd like. Ooh, y'all look so pretty. Come here, Gibbs. You can sit right next to me, make room for someone else. Here you go. Who wants to sit up here on the bench? All right. My goodness. Y'all just get it wherever you're comfortable. Grab a seat. Here's a spot here. There's a lot of floor space here. Ooh, look at these pretty dresses. That's not a dress. I know that. Come on in. Y'all don't be shy. Y'all sit anywhere you're comfortable. Y'all good? Is this one on too? Yes, it is. All right. Okay, I wanted to... Where would you like to sit? Are you comfortable? You sit right there. Perfect spot. She's like, I'm going to cry if you look at me again. (laughs) All right. So, did everybody have a good Christmas? Yes, good. What was your favorite part of Christmas? Opening presents. Opening presents in unison. That was very impressive. All right. What was your favorite part of Christmas? Anyone else? What was your favorite part of Christmas? Okay. Will anybody have another favorite part? Eating breakfast. Eating breakfast. That's good. You know, the Grangers said that their tradition is that they sing together because that's what their gift is. Our tradition is to eat Belgian waffles. That's what our gift is. And so we eat. We're very good at it. I hate that ours doesn't quite sound so beautiful as yours. Um, Yes. Decorating the Christmas tree. Tree. Uh, Why is that your favorite thing? I got a talker here. I like it. Why is that your favorite part? It's fun. All right. Yes. Presents. Presents. Good. What is something that you always remember that you'll do at Christmas that other than open presents? What is something you do every Christmas that you don't do any other time of year that is really special to you? That's good. He always gave the right answer. Jesus. Right. Listen for footsteps on on the roof. Listen for footsteps on the roof. If you're listening the rest of the year, it's for other reasons. You don't want footsteps on the roof, right? What else? What else is a special Christmas? What did you say? Say it again. I like what you said. I just couldn't hear you. What did you say about Christmas? What's the best part of Christmas? Yes, that's awesome. What did she say? That was so cute. Best part. Best part? That is the best part of Christmas. You are probably the best part of Christmas for your family, too. What, what, did you, what is your favorite part of Christmas? Come on, I see you looking at me. You're wanting to say something, don't you? Opening presents. Opening presents. That is a popular answer for some reason. No, no, that is one popular That is one popular answer. What else? What's another family tradition? Does your family do anything that's a tradition that... Tradition means it's something that you all like to do every year that's a little special other than opening presents... Um, do you go to someone's house and your family, or do y'all uh, read a story, or is there something special like that? Yes. You read the Christmas story. Good. Where, where do you do that? Do y'all do that at your home? At Grandma's house. That's fun. Yes. I go to my aunt's house. You go to your aunt's house. Is that in Shreveport, or do you have to go out of town? Do you leave town? I don't know. No. 
That's good. Yes. We do the manger scene. Do the manger scene. Wow. Where do you do that? In your front yard? Um, my grandparents' house. Oh, outside in the yard? And they have a farm. They probably have real animals going on. They they had someone build a wooden manger. That's awesome. Very. Manger a baby. A manger with a baby. That's awesome. That's awesome. You got more? I opened presents at my grandma's house. I see a common theme with you. <laughs> Look, what's down there? What is she wanting to say on your behalf? What? It? Presents. presents. All right. Well, y'all have a lot of fun times at Christmas. At what we know that your families have you here at church today on Christmas is because we want to remind you the most important reason for Christmas. What's the most important reason for Christmas? Baby Jesus, that is right. Good answer. I want to read to you from the Bible. The very, very important reason we have Christmas is recorded in the Bible. Who wrote the Bible? God, Jesus. That's right. God wrote the Bible. And let me read to you about when God... How long has God existed? Just a little while or forever? Forever. Forever. That's right. That's good. I like that candy cane you got going on there. All right, with words, I'm going to read you part of the entire Bible to show you the story that leads up to Christmas. This is why Christmas is so very important. If you want to look, I'll try to show you the pictures. This is a great Bible for, for children that's out in the bookstore called the Big Picture Bible. It's kind of a play on words because you see the big picture story of the Bible and you see big pictures in here. With words, God created everything. He made the stars, the sun, the moons, the animals, the fish, the trees, the flowers too. And then after all these things, what did God create? Do you all see the things God created? What are some things you see he created there? Land and animals. That's right. What do you think he created next? He created people, Adam and Eve, right? And so God created Adam and Eve and he spoke to them and he told them how they should live. In the very good beginning, everything and everyone knew how good God was. See, they knew how good God was in the beginning, right? But then God told them, don't eat what? Don't eat the fruit, right? And then they had a choice to make. It says Adam and Eve had a choice to make. They could obey God or they could listen to Satan who told them not to obey God. What do you think you would have done? Listen to God. Yeah, would you have listened to God? What do you think you would have done? Would you have listened to God and obeyed Him? Yes, I think that's what we would like to do. But the Bible tells us all of us sinned like Adam and Eve and didn't obey God. Adam and Eve chose Uh, Adam and Eve chose to doubt God's goodness. They chose to disobey God's word. And they did not let God be king over him. What's a king? Someone in charge. That's a great definition of a king. You want to sit? You got a spot? You good? Yeah, it's okay. It's all good. So uh, God wanted to be king over them, but they doubted whether God would be a good king over them. And so they ate some fruit from the tree. They listened to the voice of Satan instead of God. Now, if you doubt whether God is good, you're not going to obey him. And so you've got to know how good and wonderful God is. So God punished Adam and Eve. He made them leave the garden. And, but God gave them a hint that they would not always be angry with them. God promised one day he would send someone who would crush Satan's power over them. Hey, Job, got to run away. 
God made Adam and Eve leave the garden. You know, good parents keep their kids under control, right, Summer? <laughs> now that mine are 17, you know. That's a joke. That's a joke. All right, so do you remember why God's people had to leave the place? Why did God's people have to leave the garden? Because they sinned against him. Boom, that's right. He, they sinned against God, so they had to leave the garden, but God promised them that he would not always let it stay that way. And so God made good news promise. God told Abraham, look, we got a front row view here. I like it. Why don't you two sit so others can see? Good. Pretty Christmas dresses. So God promised Abraham, I'm going to not let things stay this way. I'm going to send you a new king, okay? Those Abraham's children became a mighty nation of God's people called Israel. And they did the same thing Adam and Eve did. They disobeyed God. And so they rejected God's king over them. So do you see the name that keeps coming up? The idea of a king? So Christmas is all about a king. So God then promised King David that he would have a son and his son would be the forever king. Now what is a forever king? What is a forever king? What would you think a forever king is? That's right. A, a king that lives forever. Right. And so that's a good kind of king that God promised to send. Well, King Solomon was David's son. And they thought, well, maybe King Solomon is going to be the forever king. But Solomon disobeyed God, just like Adam and Eve, just like God's people. And so we see there's a great need for a forever king that's good and will rule over God's people. So we're a long, 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 long time away from... The garden where sin happened and the promise that God would send a forever king. And so God sent a prophet, Isaiah, who reminded them that God's forever king would come. And whose family would the forever king be in? Whose family? Whose son? A poor family. A poor family, that's right. Who would his family be that he promised? Mary and Joseph. But way before that, he promised King David that he, the forever king would be a son of Abraham, a son of King David. So that's like his great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. And then his great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. So you got Abraham and you got David. And so we're looking for this forever king. But the people started crying because it's been so long that they've been waiting for this forever king. When is this forever king going to come? I think y'all know who the forever, forever king is. Don't tell the secret yet. All right. Don't tell you all right, so I tell y'all I let the secret out. All right, so God, the world's ruler, the king of the universe, was getting ready to show everyone how great he was. God was going to end his many years of silence. God was going to keep his promise to send a forever king. And you know what? You know how God was going to do this? How was God going to send this forever king? Well, it was during a time that King of Rome, King Caesar, was reigning. And Caesar said, he said, look at all the people. I want them to come and I want to count them to see how big my kingdom is. And so Caesar made a decree that everyone had to go to their hometown to be counted. And so look at all the people heading to their hometown. Do you think they look happy or do they look sad? No, 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 no. That's right, yeah. 
they don't look happy. You'd be happy because you were heading home. Well, what if you were real busy and the king said, you got to go home? So they look sad. But in the middle of those people, there were some happy faces too. And they smiled because they knew that they had something, a big surprise happening. They were mad at the king. They frowned as they walked. They angry with the king. And as they grumbled, they walked. But just in the middle of one of those people, there was a couple named Mary and Joseph. Y'all ever heard of that name before? Yes. Well, they smiled because they knew the angels had told them that they were going to have God's forever king. So many... I'm making sure... Oh, I missed the whole story. Hold on, hold on. All right, so not everyone was unhappy because there was a couple in the, in the group that knew that they were going to have the forever king. You can't tell it, but they were happy. Can you see how happy they were? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm losing y'all fast, aren't I? All right, Mary soon was going to have a baby. God told Mary and Joseph that their baby was the one promised a long time ago. How, would God, how he would rescue God's people, give God's place back to them, and bless all the peoples of the earth. And so God is sending his forever king. Now, when he came time to be born, was he born in a nice home? No. No. There wasn't a big nice home. Was he born in a hotel? Was Jesus born in a hotel? No. No, he wasn't born in a nice hotel. Right. All the nice homes and all the clean hotels were filled up with people. Can you guess where the special baby was born? That's that's right. He was born in a stable and a little manger in the stable. You know what a manger is? A food trough for the animals. That is exactly right. She knows it. That is what a manger looked like, and that's what the animals would come and eat out of. Would you like to sleep in a dirty old bed where animals ate their food? No. No, of course not. But this is God's forever king, born in a stable, a place for animals. His parents named him... Jesus, they wrapped him warmly and laid him in a manger. What a strange place for the promised forever king to be born. Who would have imagined it? While Caesar the king was showing everyone how great he was by counting his people, listen to this, God the king of the universe was showing the world how great he was by sending his son into the world as one of his people. What a very big day. What, a, what God had promised to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, and to David had arrived in the birth of Jesus. And news of his arrival was about to spread. So we hear that God is having a son. They look up, look at all the sheep. You see all the sheep in the field? Y'all see all the sheep? Do you see the men watching over the sheep? I said, do you see the sheep? She was like, nope, I don't. Sorry. All right, they are all shepherds. On the night Jesus was born, out in the hills of Bethlehem, some shepherds were enjoying the cool air. It was dark, it was quiet, and then all of a sudden, God surprised the shepherd. What did God do among those shepherds? Um, You don't know. That's right. That's right. Angels, a bright light shone in the night sky. An angel made a big announcement to the shepherds. He said, I bring you good news for all the people, for unto you born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Shepherds were so amazed. And then there was another surprise. What was the other surprise? 
That's right. More and more angels came and the night was filled with wonder and brightness. And together they sang glory to God in the highest on, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And so God is announcing the king, the forever king is being born. At this, the shepherds ran to Bethlehem as fast as they could. And they wanted to see the long awaited promised, the promise of God lying in a manger. And when they got there, who did they see in the manger? Jesus, that's right. Almost finished, last page. They smiled. They knew everything the angels told them was true. Jesus, God's forever king, had been born. What a wonderful story. So, when you go home and you celebrate Christmas, we're almost done, sit back down. What is the most important part of Christmas? Jesus. That's right. And why is it so important that God... That's right. And so why is it so important that Jesus was born? Because that was God coming to earth to enable you to have a relationship with him forever. Let me pray, okay? Let's pray together. Y'all close your eyes and bow your heads and let's, let's talk to God together. Dear God, thank you so much for Christmas. Thank you for Jesus being born. He's the forever king to rule over our lives and to rule over this world. And we know that he is wonderful. And so, God, I pray all of us will trust Jesus as king of our lives, king of this world, so we can live under his reign, his good, perfect reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right. Y'all have a great rest of the day. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to audio from Norris Ferry Community Church located in Shreveport, Louisiana. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for these copies or alter the content in any way without permission. For more information about Norris Ferry Community Church, please visit us online at norrisferrychurch.org.